Any views and opinions expressed are those of the authors and or participants and do not necessarily reflect the views, policy, or position of the Rheumatology and Arthritis Learning Network or HMP Global, its employees and affiliates. Welcome to this podcast from the Rheumatology and Arthritis Learning Network. I'm your host, Priyam Vora, and we are talking with Dr. Patricia Katz, a professor of medicine and health policy at the University of California, San Francisco. Today, we are going to discuss her research into how sleep disturbances and anxiety decreased considerably among immunocompromised patients who received two doses of COVID-19 vaccination. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Katz. Thank you for inviting me. So why did you choose to conduct research into this topic? Well, I want you to cast your mind back to 2020 when we were all terrified of COVID. And when the vaccines, when we heard vaccines were coming out, I think there was this hope that we would all become, be safe again. But there were concerns about people who had chronic immune conditions because we didn't know how the vaccines would affect them, how their therapies might affect the effectiveness of the vaccines, if they might be more prone to have side effects. Um, We were getting information at that time that uh, people that had these conditions were, some of them were at greater risk for bad outcomes from COVID. It depended in part on the medications that they were taking, but there wasn't this perception of increased risk. So I think people were really looking forward to this. So so this study was intended to look both at the biological mechanisms around the COVID vaccine and its effects, and also just to look at the effects on the person from, from their own perception. So that was the, that's the background of the study. Okay, so before we get into the study, how did the pandemic negatively impact patients who have chronic inflammatory diseases? I think we were, at that time, we were all, we, we had high levels of anxiety about, about going out, just living our lives, going to the grocery store, you know, seeing other people. And so people who had uh, some sort of compromise to their immune system had had I think particularly high uh, concern about those things. So they were probably more isolated than many of the rest of us. And I think their levels of anxiety around becoming ill with COVID were probably higher. Would you be able to give us an overview of the study? Sure. So we started collecting data in December of 2020 when we heard vaccines were about to come out. So this was a real seat of the pants research effort. And it was a collaboration between UCSF and Washington University in St. Louis, collecting data from employees, staff, and patients in the various clinics who, who people of, of those groups, people who were patients and had one of these conditions. Primarily the, the conditions of that were the most prevalent were uh, inflammatory bowel disease, rheumatoid arthritis, and spondyloarthropathy, spondyloarthritis. And so we ended up with about 300 people. The number varied. Uh, we collected data before people got their vaccine. We got data and samples after their first dose of the vaccine. And then the second dose, if you 
remember. I had to I had to think about this for a minute because it's been a while. It was four weeks later, I think was so we got and, and then we got another data collection and sample after that second dose. So there, there's some work that's been done looking at the biological aspects that I'm not going to talk about because that's not my area. I couldn't talk to you <laughs> coherently and accurately about that. So, but we did, the, the questionnaires that we included were looking at some of the symptoms and concerns that people typically have chronic inflammatory disease. And so it was things like pain and fatigue and physical function. But we also asked questions about anxiety, depression, participation in social life, and sleep disturbance. So we had those at the three time points as well. And what did you find? We found that if we looked at the group as a whole, we saw decreases in sleep disturbance for the whole group. And we saw some other small changes that weren't really meaningful, but that was the thing that really stood out was the changes in the sleep disturbance. We had also, it looked like we were seeing a, a decrease in anxiety as well. After thinking about the results, I just wondered if if there was a difference in the people who had very high high levels of anxiety at baseline versus the, compared to the people who had more moderate or lower levels. And we did find that the people who had high anxiety at baseline had significant decreases in their anxiety. We didn't see a change in the people who had lower levels. We saw sleep disturbance improvements in both groups though. And then also in the high anxiety group, we saw improvements in social participation. And uh, we saw a, a few changes in other things, but again, they weren't really meaningful changes. So the big, the big issue was the decrease in anxiety among this high anxiety group and the improvement in sleep. Would you say these findings are still relevant today and to booster doses? That's a really good question. I, my guess is that we may not see the same kind of effect because I don't think people have the same amount of concern and basically fear around COVID that we once did. There's some people that still will because they're really highly immunocompromised. And I, I think those people still have concerns, but I'm not sure that the booster doses are gonna get the same reaction. At the same time, I think that we often underestimate the stress and anxiety that just having a chronic immune condition can create for people. And anything that people can perceive is going to make them healthier in the long run may reduce some of that stress or anxiety. So in that way, it may help. But I don't think we would see the dramatic results that we saw. At, at this point in time. So these outcomes, the good outcomes that we talked about, what other factors might have helped improve these outcomes? Could it be the sense of security from being vaccinated or the belief that the pandemic is behind us or both? I, you know, again, I think it's there was some sort of sense of security. I, I don't know if you remember when you got your first vaccine, but when I got mine, it was just, just this sense of like, there's an end to this. Also, remember how socially isolated we all were. 
And social isolation is not good for one's mental health. And so I think that that perception that we're going to be able to see people and, and go back to some parts of our normal life, I think that that was probably a big part of it. And that would, I think, improve people's sleep as well, because you're not as worried about dying from COVID or getting really sick from COVID. And you can see your friends again and your family. I mean, it was that was a hard time. If we look back at it, I think we have all tried to put it in the in the rearview mirror, but it was hard. Trying to block that memory. I know. Yeah. yeah. Any advice for rheumatologists or general practitioners? As I said, I think we we underestimate the stress and anxiety that these conditions can cause people. And I think that stress and anxiety can lead to greater fatigue, at least to more anxiety, at least to more depression. And I think that and at least to sleep problems and sleep problems, you know, it's this big, big naughty combination of, of factors. So I, we shouldn't underestimate the stresses that people are under just because they have one of these conditions and that stress can lead to, you know, other kinds of bad outcomes. So it's something to consider. I mean, we found that in lupus, people who have high levels of stress are more likely to have flares, for example. Um, do you have any plans to expand this to a broader study? No, I, I, I do have some work that's going on in stress and trauma, uh, in lupus in particular, but I think this was a point in time and it's a lesson for the future, but I, I, I don't really plan to expand this research. Okay. Um, just last question. Any, any parting thoughts for patients who have anxiety or sleep disturbance? I would say if, if you're having anxiety and sleep disturbance, talk to your rheumatologist or your even your general practitioner. A anxiety and, and sleep disturbance both can permeate other aspects of life. Sleep disturbance can increase inflammatory activity, which has the potential to increase uh, disease activity. Anxiety can affect sleep. So it's, again, I, I would say if those things are going on in your life, Talk to your physician about them and see if you can come up with a plan. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Once again, for our listeners, that was Dr. Patricia Katz explaining how patients with chronic inflammatory diseases were more likely to emotionally and psychologically benefit from the COVID-19 vaccination. Thank you, Dr. Katz. Thank you, Priyam.